This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 54 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we ask, are we breeding better horses in the 21st century? Tigapedia focuses on cold weather tips for horses. Critter nutrition is foods that support the immune system. And in Coffee Clatch, we choose which animal we'd like to reincarnate into. Join us! Well, Yo, I'm down in Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And um, I'm getting ready for one of the biggest uh, milestones in my life. And that would be she's pregnant at the age. No, <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> it's your birthday, isn't it? 65. Well, you know I what I said? It- Welcome to Medicare. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, you remember what I've always said to you. You're so immature, it's hard to believe you're over 50. <laughs> so, you know what I'm doing this year? What are you doing? 65th? What? I am doing a Seeds for Kindness trunk show. That's cool. So, I have, um, you know, Seeds for Kindness is a, a branch of Biostar that... Um, supports environmental causes so i have these products coming down and i'm setting it up on the dining room table and i've invited um friends and clients to come and go shopping and um support american forests because they want to plant two million trees in 2018 and in light of the mudslides in california planting more trees is going to be a really good thing to do And, um, you know, have champagne and food and shop and support the environment. I think that's just fabulous. I wish you were coming. I know. When when is it? Sunday. This next Sunday? This coming Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) I'll pack. (laughs) I'll pack. (laughs) Would you come? Oh, if if I did, believe it or not, I have a horse show this weekend. But yes, I would have come. Damn. I know. You, you just never know with me. Daughter and everything. I know. You just never know with me. <laughs> when are you done with the horse show? Um, well, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. But but we can we can talk about that. I don't know when I'm done. I mean, probably relatively late, like three o'clock. You could catch a flight and be here in time. For- <laughs> I have a feeling the champagne would be gone, and that <laughs> may be a deal breaker for gone. me. No. <laughs> All right, you just you know what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to um, just take some pictures and post it on Healthy Critters uh, Facebook page so everybody can see all the oh, stuff that a, you're doing. That's a, that's a great idea because really, Seeds for Kindness is is sort of like my baby. Yep, and giving back and and finding these products from these innovative little artists who take stuff that would be in the landfill and end up in the ocean and turn them into it it is it's truly amazing so um that's what i'm i'm up to and that's how i'm going to bring in my 
65th, oh my God, I can't believe I'm this old year. <laughs> I think it's awesome. You, you are inspiring so much that way. I think that's great. Well, I'm going to look forward to the pictures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning, uh, I was at a thoroughbred, big thoroughbred training center, Palm Meadows in South Florida. And I'm on the backside uh, with a trainer, does a lot of claiming horses, and the assistant trainer. And we were talking about race horses, and and he, the assistant trainer, was on worked for some trainers at Belmont and Aqueduct back in the '80s. Mm. And I said, "Boy, horses have really changed since then." And he said. They have changed so much. They're not nearly as sound, and we have more bleeders than we've ever, ever had. Interesting. And I thought, hmm, what a great topic to discuss. Um, Because also on Facebook recently was a German woman who has been studying dressage horses. And dressage horses used to be like rectangles, right? Mm -hmm. Instead Mm -hmm. of a longer body. But now we're breeding for these really long legs and short backs. Mm -hmm. And it creates a lot of instability. The horses can't sit as well because the alignment of their hip and stifle and hock, rather than being a rectangle, which is supported by, you know, the muscles on the top line, is now, for lack of a better scientific word, squished. Interesting. So I thought this would be a Squished. I like that. That's, that's going to be in the vet that's manuals that's in the, 2020. That's yeah. Te- yeah, that's the technical term. Yeah. That, you know, have have you all noticed changes in breeding that some of which are great because you've got these incredible moving horses um, and some that, you know, are problematic, like more bleeders and racehorses and way less sound, according to this assistant trainer, break down way faster. I think the biggest thing that I noticed is that they're the, all the breeding programs, and I'm going to say this and I realize what I'm saying, but is that they're just always breeding for the next Bellegro or the next Totalist. So they're, and a lot of these horses, their, their personalities and their temperaments just aren't as good as they used to. We have so many horses that are so much more flighty and, you know, you've got to, like you use the you know, the jazz breeding, for example, super yeah. unbelievable athletic horses. I mean, they're a blast to ride when they're 13 and 14. You know what I mean? And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, they're just so hot and crazy. It's not, and to me, that's not what the sport is about. It's about getting on something that's has a little life to it, you know, that definitely has a life and the idea to go forward and all of that, but but that is common as mine and wants to do his job because it's relaxing and fun to do, not because they need to burn energy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I don't like with some of these fantastic moving horses. And the other thing is, is I love that there's fantastic moving horses. I love that. But also there's part of the training, you know, takes average moving horses with three very good gates and then you make them fantastic. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and I understand why that's why I'm saying to you, I understand why they do this, but I also feel like they're breeding that type of quality and there are probably more amazing, just basic folds. Like when you see some of those folds move that way, you just wonder, you just wonder how, how many of those things stay sound. They're moving outside their own, their own balance. And that is kind of between that and where they are mentally, um, 
that's what concerns me because I feel like, you know, the average person that makes up the sport is, (coughs) right. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's, you know, and I think there's definitely some very conscientious breeders out there that are definitely breeding for, you know, the things that we're talking about on a lower scale. But I think when you look at the large scale, um, those are the things that truly bother me. Jennifer. Yes. I, I, I had myself on mute. I was absorbed. (laughs) <laughs> I was absorbed. I, te- I think I tend to agree. I think the it's, a, it's one of those chicken or the egg things. Are the horses we are seeing produced now the result of market and judging influences? Or is the mm-hmm. judging reflecting what we're producing? I think it's the other way around. I think it's a case of we're producing horses with astounding eye-popping movement for dr- mm-hmm. for the dressage industry because um, fancier movement is more rewarded than obedience. Am I kind of on the right track in, in many cases? Mm. Uh, now, my life when it comes to dressage is at a much lower level than, than yours is, Patty, but that seems to be the trend. Now, when you look at racing, we're looking at horses who can be precocious youngsters yeah. Win like crazy and get ten win ten million dollars in nine races, having raced nine times. So we are not breeding for longevity or soundness. We are breeding for speed. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but nobody's willing to admit it. But in my opinion, the bleeder problem is has a significant genetic component in my personal well, opinion. Well, that's what's well, you know what? That's what this assistant trainer brought up. He said they're breeding mares who are bleeders. Well, they're breeding stallions who are bleeders too. Hello. It, it affects um, both sexes. <laughs> he, but he wasn't excluding stallions, but his point was that 30 years ago, mares that were bleeders and stallions that were bleeders would be excluded. Well, they. Particularly in the stallion department, they may have been ex- excluded. Yes, if you're if you're a stallion who wins the triple crown, it doesn't matter how much of a bleeder you are, you're going to go to the breeding shed. Right. But right. I yes, I think because of the universal use of Lasix in American racing, yep. we have genuinely done ourselves a disservice, and we are going Big to have time. to dig ourselves out of a hole. Yeah. But I don't think the thoroughbred thoroughbred and racing is the only discipline or breed that has fallen into that hole. I think there's oh, a lot no, of others, I, I too. Think it's, oh, absolutely. That we, we've shortchanged ourselves have. because of short-term yeah. gain because we've got yeah. breeders and competitors at the top of the heap who are able to make a good living, and it's not easy to do in the horse business no matter who you are. But then we've also got, now we're going to pay for it, you know, a, a generation or three later. So I would tend to agree that most breeds that are popular – that have mm-hmm. high, re- that have high registrations every year and are continuing yep. to grow. They've all got their own ghosts in their closets. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And two half a dozen generations later, they figure it out, and then the judging has to stop rewarding some of those traits because oftentimes the weaknesses are also associated with desirable traits. They often are together, and that's how we end up with them. Yeah. So they have to yep. figure out a way to stop rewarding those desirable traits without looking like, oh, by the way, you know, you have to save face. So, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with him that we are, uh, we have a tendency to have a very short-term view yes. 
when it comes to breeding our horses. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that a light and lively and inspiring discussion? <laughs> well, I think that there's a lot of people out there that don't know. You know, there's a lot of people that don't understand that, you know, if you're not training horses and you, you know, you buy a horse and you deal with it, that's just one horse one-on-one. But as a trainer, you know, you yes. get to a point where you're like, oh gosh, I don't want that. Don't like that bloodline so much. They can be really hot or, you know, you yes. avoid it because of the crossings. And, and I know that's how you end up getting the crosses that you like and finding out if a stallion is a good stallion to, you know, seek for the bloodlines. But, yes. you know, it's just, um, I think it's, and it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you have to breed and do these different things to see where it's going to go genetically and what makes this. Right. But I think that they've been so singly focused on the performance and being rewarded in the ring, which obviously is the name of the game and there's no way around that, but they've gotten so away from what, like I, you know, that um, video of, uh, on, uh, Klimka on Alaric has been circulating yeah. recently, and that was a horse. You know, I mean, horse did everything, uh, you know, incredibly evenly, quietly. He was just mm-hmm. sitting there and, you know, whatever, no big deal. And yes, you can see some of that today, but there's a lot of not that today, and they're winning. And you know, well. <laughs> when I was in Holland training in 1997, um, I was on a um, sort of a party bus with a whole bunch of crazy Dutch riders and trainers. And there were some breeders on board and they were talking about the disturbing trend of breeding for dressage horses, breeding for jumping horses. Yes. The specialization. Yes. 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 And these, I think there were two or three of these guys And they were all lamenting this. They really thought that that was a bad direction to be, to specialize, to breed a dressage horse with a dressage horse lineage. That Mm. the real athletes come from the blend of self-francais and show jumpers. And that's what makes a great athlete. Mm -hmm. Which is is easy to say on paper, but then you have the pressure of, the real world economics right? is a breeder up, really, who's, up who's, until you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, dressage horses were the re, not the result of dressage breeding. They are now, but they didn't used to be. You'd find Saint-Francais and Hanoverian and Oldenburg bloodlines. You'd find thoroughbred. You'd find Holsteiner and Dutch, um, you know, and those are more, uh, what do I want to say? You know, most thoroughbreds are really good jumpers. They're not, you know, what we think of classically as great dressage horses. So now, in the last 20 years, we go to dressage lines. Stallions and mare lines that we know produce dressage horses. And so many, you know, stallions that have passed the, the te- this 100-day test or the stallion qualifying. And how many one in the the FEI five-year-olds and four-year-olds and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't that long ago where that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Well, again, economics plays a part here because let's, if we were to step outside the dressage community, let's say you have in the quarter horse business, you're going to cross horses who are winning at Western Pleasure with other horses that win at Western Pleasure because you're looking for a very specific 
a phenotype there. You want a horse that moves a certain way right. and has a certain personality traits that are going to win for you. And when you go to market that horse, because as a breeder, what is your number one job to do? Your number one job is to sell those babies. Because if you don't, you're yeah. not going to be a breeder very long, right? So when you go to market that baby, when you say, well, this foal right here um, is sired by a world champion Western Pleasure Horse X, and the mare is uh, three-time state champion mare Y in the same discipline, that's a foal. You have no performance record to say this is that she's going to perform well, that foal. But when you say mommy and daddy have won multiple times at that exact same sport, mm-hmm. that's a lot more marketable a foal than the one that says, you yes. know, the mare was a champion barrel racer, but she's got the right body type. But the stallion mm-hmm. was a champion Western pleasure horse. Not so marketable. So we've got those market right. pressures there from the breeders for the, or for the breeders. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not saying it's great and it's good for the breed as a whole, but it's the real world, right? mm Mm-hmm. As a breeder, I'm I'm going to breed to create a foal that is marketable on paper as well as in person. Yeah, right. Exactly. Sad but true. Sad but true. There we go. And I think this is probably a lifelong... um, thing is each generation of new type of horse comes into play it's yeah. you know people well, probably have the same discussion yeah, you know yeah and the uh, the movement that is winning now in any discipline the body shape and the movement that is winning today will not be the same body shape and movement that's going to win from 20 years from now if you look at old yeah. old yeah. movies of champion dressage horses champion western pleasure horses champion show hunters You go to any discipline and look at the champions from 50 years ago, the body type and the movement are different. It it continues to evolve. So it's a case of every every few generations, whatever discipline it is, kind of has a light bulb moment and says, oh, we we need to change things a little bit because we've gone and um, rewarded some genetics that are not good for our breed. There's some weakness there. And it's attached to this, this uh, trait, and let's start to move away from it. And that's when you see it change. It will change to some other type of movement that's popular because they needed to move away from those genetics. And it's just natural. Now, when you get to the point of, for example, in the thoroughbred business, okay, we're, we're breeding these horses that have a, a genuine issue that needs to be medically supported, you better stand up and, and take care of that. And the same thing happened with the quarter horses generations ago with the yeah. impressive bloodlines. Is once they yeah. figured out where the problem was, they went, okay, we need to, we need to fix that. Yeah. But it's not always that simple. You can't always get a genetic marker for it. You need to just no. stand up and, and take that. I don't, and I, there's not a simple answer. It's just a case of as a breeder to create that balance of the marketable foal that can be true to its long-term legacy. Each mm-hmm. one of those foals has the potential to um, pass on his own genetics. So resist the temptation to make marketable foals over foals that are going to do the breed good in the long term, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's easy for me to say I'm not a breeder. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I think, like I said, I think this is a thing that happens, you know, as each stage evolves into the progression of how each 
um, discipline goes, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it comes back full circle again, because there's going to be that one horse ends up making it. That's going to be real old style again. And then yes. they're going to start breeding for that again. Yes, precisely. Exactly. It'll, and it'll, it'll change again. And then we'll look at back at those videos 30 years from now and go, Oh yeah. Why did we like that so much? <laughs> It's the same thing with hot dogs, okay? Remember how you're not supposed to eat hot dogs? They're going to come back. They're going to say That's they're healthy right. for you. I guarantee Absolutely. You. <laughs> Maybe not hot dogs, but you get my point. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you can have yourself your tofu dog, right? Yeah. That's your that's your currently stylish dog is tofu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Interesting topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, Hetty. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I have to tell you all a funny Hedwig story. I was um, sitting on the bed of her servant with Hedwig and her sister and her brother. And I reached over to... Uh, touch Hedwig. Don't touch me. <laughs> and she said, hashtag me too. <laughs> hashtag me too, Beaver. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, when a little dog says that to you, yeah, you know, it changes you somehow. I did. Yeah. Well, I change your ways. I think that's a great idea. So, um, uh, Patty, do you have a question for Hedwig today? Um, <laughs> um, I thought Hedwig was telling us a story today. I have a story. Okay. Do you have a story? I do. I have a story. Do you want to start out um, with announcing who your favorite person is first? or? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. My narrative. Your narrative. Okay. I want to hear it. So, as you may know, we journeyed to Florida since last time we spoke. It was a very long drive, very bad drive, lots of ice, whatever. And then we mm-hmm. got here, everything was fine. And then the horses came, and that was less good. But, you know, they, they are here, and I guess that's nice. And then my servant, she got very sick, and she was even hallucinating. And one night there was a polar bear, but there was no polar bear. Anyway. <laughs> What I realized in the midst of this is nobody knew my other servant's phone number, and I had no means of communicating it to Hill or to Alana, both of whom are no doubt nice people, but not staff material. And so <laughs> uh-huh. The servant woke up from her deep nap slash hallucinatory coma. <laughs> I told her she had to right away, right now, Get that number out. And I realized again that it is useless to have my servant's number on my collar because whenever am I separated from my servant, that would be a failure of chat. And so she would be fired and I would not want her number. But I think the other servant should have her number on my collar in case of emergency. <laughs> so that you can be taken care of. Exactly. 
Okay. Well, that just was clarifying. Okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah, Hedwig walks through the house and chants the number of the other servant to me. Oh, she does. (laughs) So you have it now. Uh, No, I haven't written it down. (laughs) Don't tell her that. But I told her where to find it in your phone, too. It's very rude that small dogs cannot use smartphones. Well, maybe they'll come up with it. Maybe that, that's something that you can invent. I have already invented enough things. It, 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 it could be a, a puppy PDA. <laughs> I am currently working on a Supreme Court decision on the Muslim ban. You're going to love this one. Oh, no. <laughs> You're busy. I am incredibly busy, and I just don't have time to have no staff. No, I yes. <laughs> I understand that. And well, you know, we're very thank, glad we're very thank, glad your staff is feeling better. And and thank goodness that Tigger's there to um be an add-in staff person. No, completely useless. I'm sorry. She's just not adequate. So she's oh. going to have to call the other person. Gotcha. Tigger, you're writing this down, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got all the directions. Call other servant. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Check. Her to her Check. As other. <laughs> yeah. We I know. Okay. All right, Hetty. I know you're going to the movies. Yes, I'm going to enjoy my show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Enjoy your show, Hetty. Bye, Hetty. Bye. So we're now at the Tigapedia portion of our show, and I always like to ask questions that sort of are in lieu of what's going on immediately in my life, <laughs> which would at the moment be an ice storm. Yes, in Houston. <laughs> the zombies are coming next, just so you guys know. So what I know a lot of listeners... Um, you know, ask that I get a lot of people that ask me this question. Um, and I think it's such a good question to, to present is when weather gets like this, and this is an unusually cold snap, but you know, up in Virginia, as you know, it gets very cold and stays cold for a while. And people ask a lot, do I warm the horses drinking water to make them drink your thoughts? Yes. And somebody turned me on to this product called Wild Angel Cozy. Oh, okay. And it it's like a down jacket for a bucket. <laughs> oh, it's really cool. It's called it's called what? Wild. Yeah. Angel. Huh? Cozy. Okay. C O Z Y. Okay. All right. And what does that do? It it keeps the water warmer or from, let's put it this way. It keeps it from freezing okay. longer than just a, a plain bucket. Right. Now, there have been, you know, bucket heaters have been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we um, all know, we all know the, the fear with those. Eg- exactly. Which is for the listeners who are going, what's the, what is it? What is it? <laughs> is that there's always risk of fire with anything like that, you know, people can put, and what a water heater is, is something, it looks like a coil, you plug it into a wall, and it obviously only does 
one bucket at a time. Correct. Um, and they do work, but you cannot leave it alone. If there's no, no. water in it, you could burn the plastic. Yeah. If there, you know, there's tons of things that can go wrong, as there are with many things, but that's just something we should always be very cognizant of. But I just looked up these cozies, and not, they look awesome. They just wrap <laughs> around. Exactly. They just wrap around the bucket. Interesting. Cool. That's a great idea. Because, I, I mean, it, and I've done a little research myself just reading on this. They say, you know, when it gets to a certain, and the biggest fear is obviously when it gets cold is having horses shut down and not drink as much. So another yeah. thing um, that, are, you know, I have always been um, told to do by our very good friend, Dr. Ober, was um, add a little salt to their existing food if they don't already get yeah. it to just encourage them to continue to drink. So that's, that's, you know, that's also a good thing to do. And he just always said, put a little pinch of salt in your hand. Um, my horses already get salt. So, um, I always feel like they're covered, but the other question Tigger that I thought was a good question to ask, um, is, you know, in up North, way up North, there's a lot of these heated barns. Now, obviously, if you're in a heated barn, that's going to help the water. But what do you think about that? What do you think about barns that are heated for horses and then have to leave the barn and go out and work? You know, I have mixed feelings about it. Mm. Um, if the barn is kept too warm, I think that it's a real uh, disadvantage to a horse to then leave the uh, warm barn and get plunged into 20-degree weather. Yeah. I would agree um, with that. So I think warm barns are really for the benefit of the humans. Yeah, I think they are too. Um, because horses. Let's hear it for human benefits. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> as I'm, as I'm so sitting actually, in my PJs, not going outside all day. Yes. I mean, unless it's, you know, like 20 below zero or, you know, like this winter with so many parts of the country have just stayed super, super cold for a very long time. Yeah. But a general, you know, normal winter where in cold places it's, you know, 20s and 30s. I, I think horses do quite well in that even living mm -hmm. outside with shelter. Yeah. Um, I think the heat is more of a problem for a yeah, lot of horses. Um, the high 90s and 100 degree temperatures, that's harder on them than... Um, than the cold. So I'm not a big fa fan of heated barns. I am a fan of heated tack rooms. Though. Yeah. And <laughs> heated bathrooms. And those heated are, bathrooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah those, they, they those make would me be happy. the very mm -hmm. things that you need to, to have heated. Well, these are all great things to, to, to think about. And if anybody else has anything to chime in, uh, you can always put it on and our Facebook. Heat your bits. Oh yeah, that's yes, that's a good and any tips like this, heat your bits. I think that's a good thing. Don't heat it, don't do warm water and then go out because that's a little bit of a <laughs> that because I've done that. But I, you know, and that's I always put them in my hand, you know, and make yeah, them nice I put and them in my coat and yeah. and keep them, you know, work them with my gloves in yeah. my coat so that they get, you know, you're not putting a piece of ice into your horse's mouth. Right. That's which really is, yeah, and that's nice. which is not very nice. Yeah. Well, good. I think these are all good tips and good things. And if anybody has any other tips, you can always go where, Tigger? Where can they go? Biostarus.com. And they can put up their tips on our Facebook page. Healthy Critters, Critters Radio. Radio. And now we're at Critter Nutrition, and I'm going to talk about foods that support the immune system.
with wintertime upon us, it's a very active flu season as well. There are specific foods that will support your horse's immune system, your dog's immune system, and yours as well. The base of the, an immune diet for me is bovine colostrum. This food provides 80 different immune factors, including the immunoglobins, IgA and IgG, and specific peptides that regulate the thymus gland, which is the master of the immune system. Coconut oil is an important part of immune diet because the lauric acid in coconut supports the immune system and provides antiviral properties. The seat of the immune system is the GI tract, so probiotics are very important. Yogurt is a convenient food for one strain of beneficial bacteria, which is L. acidophilus. Yet because the microbiome has so many different strains, it could be more beneficial to use a multi-strain probiotic. Certain probiotics can decrease toxin gene expression and toxin production by specific bacteria, including Salmonella, E. coli, and C. pepherins. Other probiotic strains, such as Espoulardi, release a protease that can digest C. difficile toxins. Other probiotic strains, such as L. rhamnosus, can bind to toxins and decrease their bioavailability to the host. Shilajit with its fulvic and humic acids, supports the mitochondria of the cells to produce ATP and CoQ10. The mitochondria are responsible for cellular respiration, generating energy for cell division and growth. They're often referred to as the energy currency of the body. When the immune system is under attack, the body feels like it's running out of energy. Shilajit can help restore higher amounts of the much-needed energy currency. Antioxidants are another important component. Whole oranges, ground up in a food processor for the horses and dogs, provide not only vitamin C, but the important bioflavonoids, including quercetin. Bioflavonoids could work as natural antihistamines. Other good sources of vitamin C include papaya, strawberries, kiwi fruit, and broccoli. Go for foods high in vitamin E, such as camelina oil, almonds, and sunflower seeds. Astaxanthin, a red algae, is a super antioxidant, more powerful than vitamin C, vitamin E, and resveratrol. Turmeric is another antioxidant-laden food that helps regulate inflammation. Remember, inflammation is part of the body's immune system response. Chronic inflammation, however, leads to a weakened immune system. By reducing inflammation, turmeric can help restore balance. Immune support for horses. Bovine colostrum. Coconut, either Cool Stance or Renew Gold or straight coconut oil. For probiotics, either Biostars Bioflora or Biostars BioYeast. Antioxidants, whole oranges or papaya, strawberries, kiwi fruit. Additional vitamin E can be given from camelina oil, almonds, or sunflower seeds. Astaxanthin can be found in Biostars Locomotion and Biostars Quantum Supplements. Shilajit can be found in Biostars Impulsion and Quantum Formulas. Turmeric, either Biostar's Comfort Zone or Stance Equine's Tumerical. For easy keepers and metabolic horses, rather than using oranges and papayas, I will give a quarter cup of chopped parsley or chopped kale twice a day, which provides vitamin C from a non-fruit source. Immune support for dogs, bovine colostrum, coconut oil, probiotics, Biostar's Terabiata, antioxidants, apple slices, kiwi mixed food, camelina oil, Astaxanthin can be found in Biostar's Astaxan 14. Shilajit can be found in Biostar's Juvenate. Turmeric, 
either Biostar's Comfort Zone or Astaxan 14 or Stance Equine to Miracle. Immune support for humans. Bovine colostrum, coconut oil, probiotics. I prefer Garden of Life, which is a multi-strain formula available at most health food stores. Antioxidants, fruits and veggies, camelina oil, almonds, sunflower seeds. Fresh squeezed orange juice is preferable over grocery store orange juice. Astaxanthin in capsules, either, um, the, my favorite is Bioastin by Nutrix Hawaii. Shilajit from Life Extension, Super Ubiquinol with enhanced mitochondrial support. And turmeric, I like New Chapters Fermented Turmeric Booster Powder or New Chapters Turmeric Force or Organic India's Turmeric and Ginger Tea. Tigger's Immune Support Soup for Dogs and Humans. I make this for myself and the dogs. It is vegetarian, but if you are not a vegetarian, you could add some organic bison or organic chicken to the soup. I feed five Aussies, so I have to make quite a large batch. If you are feeding one or two dogs, you can always freeze the soup and take it out when needed. I use a slow cooker. Fill half the slow cooker with water. Add chopped celery, carrots, broccoli, sweet potatoes, green beans, winter squash, and a chopped apple. Add one half teaspoon of dry organic rosemary and one teaspoon of dry organic basil. Cook on low two to four hours. As the soup is cooling, you can add some coconut milk for a thicker soup. Squeeze half a lemon into the soup to freshen up the flavors. I'll add some chia seeds too. I like to sprinkle cinnamon as the soup is cooling because cinnamon is another excellent source of antioxidants. I add the soup to the dog's food and then add some sprouts, either alfalfa or broccoli, and mix it all together. The sprouts are a great source of enzymes and chlorophyll. After I have divided the soup into for the dog's portion and for me portion, I add some chopped garlic to my soup and sometimes a little lemongrass or mint leaves and sprinkle with some classic gluten-free croutons. Feed the immune system and enjoy good health for your family, your horses, and your dogs. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real food ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. I was listening to uh, a PBS the other day, and they had these two crazy women on who were doing a skit about um, when you die and you get to the other side, and then you're given a choice. And in this skit, your cho- they you were given a choice of three animals. You could come back as a squirrel, you could come back as a marmot, or you could come back as a bee. And it was very funny and very clever. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, 
huh, what if we if we had a wide open choice of what <laughs> animal to come back to as, what would it be? So that's our coffee clutch today. All right. I like it. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. Yes. It's deep. So, Tiggy, t- uh, well, let, let's make Jennifer go first. You guys okay. always do this to me. <laughs> it's kind of fun, though, because it, it's so because you're so cute because you don't expect it and you trust us so much. And then we do it every time. <laughs> and you're, you str- you're mean. We're, yeah, we're, we're the mean sisters. <laughs> but you, the thing is, though, you always you say always something. You always come through yes. in, the, in the clutch. And it's always something really good. And then I go, oh, really I'm changing good. my answer. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I think I would like to come back as a parrot, an Ooh. Amazon parrot. Ooh, if there's still an Amazon left. Well, you know, either here nor there, you know. Yeah. Or I could be a cockatoo. I could be a cockatoo as well. Maybe a cockatoo. Yeah, so a cockatoo, because they have a little more attitude. Yeah, mm. they do. Yeah. I'm going and coming back as a cockatoo. Okay. So why? Uh, they um, longevity. They get to live a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Unlike your typical insect, <laughs> <Yes>. they <laughs> they have adventurous lives. They they they're smart and they get to do things and discover things and figure things out. I like that. And they get to talk. And they get to talk. Yeah. And they, they're allowed to swear anytime they like and never get in trouble for it. Wait a minute. I do that. Oh wait, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but as a Birds get to hang out in the sunshine and preen their feathers and absorb the sun, you know, and have that, that chill mm. moment. They can be chill. And they get to dance. And they can dance. They can ride little bicycles. <laughs> I might get a job at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm. Always wanted to, be, you know, be a Disney insider. That's a popular. So yeah, I, I think I would be a, cockat- a cockatoo. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I get to break nuts and eat them. All, these are all fabulous reasons. And fruit. I love fruit. I get to eat yeah. fruit too. <laughs> but no wine. Just, no yeah. wine. No, no wine, wine, Jennifer. Yeah. No wine. That's right. Yeah, that's not good. Beer, maybe. Beer. Okay, that's funny. So, Tigger, what? How about you? Oh, I want to come back as an orca. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they live in pods with their families and their friends, and they get to travel to these beautiful places. Like Alaska and go down, cruise down on down to Hawaii and mm. and they, you know, they're very smart and they communicate with sonar and and vocals and I like the way they solve problems. Um, true, it's because they they have to kill things to survive, but I I just I just admire them so much and I always wanted to be a pinto. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay, well, Patty P. Okay, so I, I, my first, I have actually two, and my first one, you know, you'll completely understand. I, if I were to be reincarnated and come back, I'd want to come back as Hedwig. <laughs> <laughs> For the obvious reasons. I mean, even though she in her own mind thinks that the world is doing her a disservice, we all know that Hedwig actually has it pretty darn good, right? Okay, so that would be my first choice. Um, Because I wouldn't mind knowing what it was like really seeing things from her perspective, even though she clearly tells us 
Yes. But I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see it maybe through her little puppy eyes for 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 a moment. Well, um, I think just to be served to the length mm-hmm. that she is served would be a, a yes. thrilling experience. Yes, but she's always so disgusted with her servants. So yes, I, you know, I just uh, yeah, but I just want to know if it's real, you know. Um. So, but but I think if I was to come back as um, other than Hetty, I've always been so fascinated. With, uh, by lions and I realized that <clears throat> they lead such a hard existence so I would want to come back as a wild but very well fed one <laughs> 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 that I don't have to work too hard to get food you know would you and be I, a lioness or a lion I think I'd be a lioness because I I love the lions too I I because basically the lionesses still rule the yeah. the lions so um I don't know. I just think they're and they and get I get, to raise the cubs. I know, and I love the little cubs, and I love their feet, and I. But I like how they do things, you know, community wise um, within their little within their pack. And I mean, I know it's a hard existence, as I guess any wild animal it's would interesting be. Interesting that you and I both chose pack mm-hmm. animals that are hunters yeah. that are you know feared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't and, know. That's and Jennifer um, wants to be in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to hedge my bets, man. Hedge my bets. <laughs> she wants to know that she. Gets I wanted to pick something that people don't want to eat or stuff yeah. and put in their living room. No, right. she was really very wise, if you think about it. <laughs> Way wiser than us. Yeah, because, I mean, chances are she will be served. Right, things don't be good. Where you and I are basically just gonna be struggling. All right, but <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. So let <laughs> us know what what animal you think you'd like to reincarnate. And, Absolutely. Uh, go to healthycrittersradiowebsite.com. <laughs> or you could just go to the Facebook the page. Facebook page. Healthy Critters Radio, and let us know what animal you'd come back as in your next life. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs> <laughs>